0: It is, it's gone! Oh god! Michael Schumacher hits David Coulthard and he's out! George Russell is the
1: Formula 2 champion! Oh! Oh. Hitchcock with a big
0: one! Big one! the monkey seat the podcast that knows that we should stop but we're too stubborn my name is tom
1: and i'm carl who feels like he's always second to tom even though i think and now i am actually better
0: we are a fully independent podcast hosted by two opinionated friends who like to put the world to rights
1: you can find us on all major podcasting
0: platforms by searching for the monkey Seat podcast you can get in touch with us by leaving a five-star review to get a shout out on the show or you can visit monkeyseatpod.com to support us with hard cold hard cashola
1: Cosh gosh, gosh
0: hard, uh, old, hard uh, uh, we are on all the socials at Monkseapod. So please get in touch and tell us why we're wrong uh we'd also like to acknowledge all the great work of our partner charity furballs rescue who are continuing to do great work in our local area rehoming local area. cats in my area. local area yes they're, they're doing amazing nice no they're doing amazing work uh look, looking after uh and rehoming uh the, the lovely bundles of joy that often make a feature on this podcast and they need funding far more than we do so head to furbalsrescue.org to see how you can help them please give Generously, so yeah, hello, welcome, welcome back. He's a married man, I'm a married man. We were were just showing each other our rings on the live stream to anyone who's uh, yeah, the um, yeah, wedding rings that is. So, uh, (laughs) yes, (laughs) just to clarify, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we both awkwardly we both went for pretty much the same wedding ring, uh, except Carl's is a bit more worn out, so you know, that's a bit of a a metaphor for your marriage, isn't it? Oh, (laughs)
1: god. I mean, six years and still and still very much still going strong. So yeah, no, you come back, fine, you're come back fine. to me in six years and see where you're at.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's see, see. If, yeah, I'm sure I'll still be. I'm sure I'll still be very, very happy with uh, yes. with Mrs. Tom. But yes. uh, yeah, very. So, firstly, a, a personal apology to McLaren for not podcasting after the Monza Grand Prix because. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's no excuse. Really, just life kind of got in the way. I was directing my musical, and and Carl was busy also doing all kinds of other stuff. But to celebrate the Daniel Ricardo win, I did get my hands on a uh, on a golf McLaren hoodie, which I'm currently wearing.
1: It looks white. I didn't even notice. There we go. There you ah. go. Well, Laura, Laura was going to buy me one, and then I'll yeah, go. she
0: said. I, I, I think like... I I think I texted her to say that I bought it, and then she yeah. said that you didn't like it. So I was like, yeah. cool, good. I don't good.
1: think I like. I can I can justify the price of it.
0: It's bloody expensive. It's like 90 quid or something. It's like or 85 quid. It's,
1: quid
0: it's hugely car. expensive. And it's not, I have to say, I have you know, I absolutely adore McLaren. But yeah. their merchandise is bloody expensive and it isn't that great.
1: Yeah, Laura bought I me like a say. t-shirt and I sent it back because I was just like, this is far too expensive and yeah. it's not that great quality. It doesn't it look- you
0: know yeah, yeah i'm I'm always seeing uh this i'm on like one of the mclaren facebook fan pages and the amount of people that post pictures of their t-shirts on there saying this is the third t-shirt where the, the transfers will come off within two weeks and yeah. i mean it all mine have been fine i don't know what, what these people do when they wash them but the fact that they even do that just shows that you know they're not amazing i mean this it's is totally really comfortable them. yeah
1: I'll just
0: this transfers. Is, you know. this is really comfortable but you know when you get a hoodie and you can you can tell that the first time you wash it it's not gonna it's not, not like the monkey seat one, which is lovely and warm. Well, no, even this—I would say this is similar quality to the monkey seat one. And I, like, and
1: you paid a quarter of the price,
0: I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Seat. But like, I've got a couple of super dry hoodies that are twice as thick. Oh, here comes the cat! Yeah. Great, already. So, anyway, monkey. so apologies uh, for not podcasting after. I just realised
1: after... oh, it says oh, Carl, location manager. That seems a bit. Oh, nice.
0: does it? Oh yeah, you <laughs> should probably change that. So my my two minute review of Monza is basically me cheering. So. There we go. That's that's my two minute review of the Monza Grand Prix. So, or the yeah. Italian Grand Prix at Monza. So, yes. Yes. Great, good, good race all round, but we've we've got another good race to talk about this week. Um, do we need to talk about Monza anyway, but you know,
1: I, it was it was crash bang wallop. I think we've like like then should we just talk about it quickly as to whose fault was it?
0: Uh, yeah, we can do. I mean, I, I I am of a very similar opinion. I'm to sure how I everyone's was
1: talking about it. But. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah, I'm of a very similar opinion that I was at Silverstone um, that you know you could you could potentially um, blame one over the other, but at the end of the yeah. day, it's a racing incident. I don't think anyone should have got a penalty. Um, and you know, for me, justice was done at Silverstone when Hamilton came back to win the race after getting the penalty because I don't think it should have been a penalty. And equally, Verstappen fighting. Spoiler alert, fighting back to second in the Russian Grand Prix, uh, negated his penalty. So justice is done there as well. So no harm, no foul. Let's move on. Let's not get so angry about it because <laughs> at the end of the day, a lot
1: of people did
0: though. Yeah, everything evens out they're in, they're mo- they're everything evens out in I've motorsport. I've noticed this so. about
1: motorsport. Like, everyone just gets so angry well, about things. A-
0: I think it was it was a massive excuse for Hamilton fans to get back at Max Verstappen fans for getting so angry after Silverstone. They were just <laughs> like they they were "Oh, he didn't go back and check on him." And it's like, so bloody what? He was he, the car was in reverse. He was trying to back out of the gravel trap. Yeah, of course he wasn't going to check on him because he was. If he had got a check on him, then he could have got run over. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, you know, you know me. I'm a big Hamilton fan, but the whole. That whole thing, I'm just not interested in. Both for yeah. me were well, racing incidents. I'm not going to get involved in all the, you know, Max Verstappen should be banned and all this lot, because all it is is just people... I don't people think he should be banned. What should be banned that? for, like... no, like, Yeah, literally. People no. need to
1: calm the hell down about these these situations.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, and am I, my am I new McLaren hoodie is already covered in cat fur because the cat has jumped on me six times already in this podcast, and he's and... really starting to annoy me. And he keeps rubbing his head against the microphone as well.
1: Off, and, and the good thing is, no one died. The halo worked once again.
0: Yeah.
1: I always I mean, thought the halo, fair, I always thought the halo looked like the most stupidest thing when they first announced it. Yeah. And thank God they have. You know? Yeah. Like, but to I to I be fair, though, like,
0: if, you, if you're looking at um, dangerous incidents, I know Verstappen ended up in hospital after the Silverstone Grand Prix or the British Grand Prix. But if there was no halo, then, you know, Hamilton probably would be dead and Verstappen would still be here based on those two incidents. Yeah. So it's, yeah, uh, even though one was low speed and one was high speed, it goes to show that you don't have to have a high speed collision to be dangerous in Formula One.
1: No. No. It was, and it was just being in the, like, it, it was such a freak, weird accident anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't but, know, like, you know, I always had last season that I felt like someone was going to die. And then, then we had the um, Rojon incident. Yeah. Um, and it always, it felt like that last year. I don't know why, but it felt like everyone was driving like a loony um and this year it doesn't even though we've had lots of instances and things and there is moments of what the hell are you doing it doesn't feel like everyone's out to kill each other this year
0: no no it's uh, a bit bit of a crazy the year last year a lot of people were ring rusty and and that led to a lot of mistakes but uh but i mean even without that crash i still genuinely think that mclaren had the pace to win that race one two even without that crash between Hamilton and Verstappen. I think it would have been, it would have been close, but Norris was ahead of Hamilton on track and, yeah. uh, and Ricardo was out in front genuinely yeah. on pace. And yeah, they would have, you know, Verstappen and Hamilton would have, would have closed up and then they would have been third and fourth. And, but I genuinely think that McLaren's had the pace as they proved in the first part of the race to win that yeah. race one, two anyway. So um, that's just really good, really good all yeah. round.
1: Yeah, it was but, nice uh, to see. It was nice to see. You know and 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 even with um this this week's race, last week's race, whatever you want to call it, like mm. it was nice to see a different podium, you know,
0: yeah,
1: you know, and but um, there's lots of talking points about this week's, yeah, um, so do you want to do you re, do you want to give us a reminder as to what happened this week
0: uh yes, let's do the time. let's do the two minute challenge then. Science took the lead from Nor- Norris from Russell and a fast-starting Lance Stroll. Hamilton's good getaway saw him uh, have to get out of the throttle after a robust defence from Norris, leaving him seventh behind Ricardo with Alonso just ahead. Hamilton made a quick quick work of Alonso, passing him on lap two, but was then stuck behind Ricardo. Verstappen took just six laps to clear Bottas uh, to climb to 14th. He quickly then passed Gasly, who then did the team job and kept Bottas at arm's length. Lap 13 and Lando Norris finally hit the front, passing Sainz, and immediately started pulling away. Stroll made an early stop to try and undercut Russell, who was causing a traffic jam and his trimmed-out Williams. And Sainz, Sainz and Russell followed suit, promoting Hamilton. Uh, but Norris stayed out, preferring track evolution over degradation. Ricardo went a little longer but stopped for hards on lap 23 with another slow stop and Hamilton now second 14 seconds off Norris began his pursuit in clean air. Amazingly Verstappen was was fifth and only 3 seconds back from from Hamilton with both drivers yet to pit. They both pitted on the same lap lap 27 but uh, and with Norris pitting 2 laps later he maintained the lead over Hamilton. Hamilton was given the call from Toto saying, you can win this race. I won't do it in the accent. While Bottas was in P16 with no pace and was told, well, we're on for top five, Valtteri. But you could clearly hear his engineers laughing in the background. Uh, <laughs> Norris hit the front again with uh, with Hamilton less than three seconds behind. And Verstappen 20 seconds back in seventh, really struggling with his tyres. Norris looked comfortable setting fastest laps, but the attention turned to the sky as rain began to fall. The front two were 40 seconds up the road and in a different race to everyone else. But um, with five laps to go, people began to stop for intermediates. Both drivers up front ignored calls to come in from their team, saying that they could live with the conditions. But Hamilton eventually caved. Sure enough, the rain falls harder and Norris was left out on track on impossible tyres, along with Perez, Alonso and Leclerc losing literally minutes per lap. Hamilton ended up inheriting his 100th win, judging it perfectly, with Verstappen amazingly taken second and Sainz in third. Easy. Is that it? it? Wow. Yeah, that was it. I did cut out a few bits because I thought it'd be too long, but that wasn't yeah, too that
1: bad. Is. Yeah. Um, so um i don't, like well i don't know i've seen i've seen your order here should we talk just about your order just because it's just easier than, than if
0: you want to or I just think. just if you want to make diversions to other other subjects that's fine
1: um yeah let's just start with the obvious one uh which is the lando tires thing
0: yeah well just the drive what, in general so what's
1: the, what's, the di- what, what's lando being a dick
0: you know what? I was I, after the race. I mean, I will. You know, um, cards on the table here. I was incredibly hungover watching this race. Like, <laughs>
1: oh yeah, it was your it was after yeah. your rat party, wasn't
0: it? We're, talk, we're talking six bottles of beer and two bottles of prosecco. Hungover. <laughs> And not in no, like that's... the right order as well. It was beer, prosecco, beer, prosecco, beer, prosecco. I, I got in at half past six and then was woken up at nine o'clock. Well, it makes to, a difference. It say goodbye a difference. to the in-laws.
1: It makes a difference from you having, um, being driven back from being stood in a bush. Well, a yeah, bush there is that did, you did one time. From yeah.
0: So I, I was incredibly hungover, and it wasn't really until halfway through the race that I kind of woke up and was, uh, and was able to kind of take in what was going on. But mm-hmm. I was not fit for human contact, uh, which is why I was very silent on our Slack group during that race, (laughs) because I was just dead. Uh, But yeah, it was an incredible drive from Lando Norris. And I was at the time, I mean, I was, it reminded me so much of Brazil 28, 2008 of uh, like just watching the skies and, and will the rain come? And then it did come and it's like, Oh, is it, is it going to make a difference? Is it, is it not going to make a difference? You know, should they pit? Should they not pit? And, you know, I was in so, I was in two minds. So many. there was such a big gap back to third. I was like, just pit, you know, guaranteed that second place, just pit. But, yeah. uh, and, and I thought, you know, Norris was going, was going for glory. And I thought, you know, if Ricardo hadn't have won the previous race, perhaps he doesn't make that decision. But, um, and at the time I was thinking, well, you know, it's a great drive, but there's no way can you consider him for driving the day because of the, uh, because of the, it was his call. Yeah. But since then, I've uh, I've I've heard a few transcripts of uh, or a few transcripts of radio messages. And and to be honest, I think I think Lando has done absolutely nothing wrong. And I think he's uh, the information that he was given was. Yeah,
1: it sounded like was that, at fault. it sounded like the the weather. Contra- I don't know. Do they all get the same weather information?
0: Uh, they do, but they have to interpret it. They just get the, they get the data, but they have to they have to extrapolate that whoever, into
1: whoever was deciding that obviously didn't have the same thought process as every other team but when every other team is, is changing for wet you know intermediates I'd change over to intermediates at that point because you, you knew that it wasn't going to get dry but it was quite funny because I was watching it with my wife and there was a point where it looked completely dry and suddenly they seemed to just turn a corner and it looked like the rain had just dropped
0: Mm. But the problem with the track is it's one of the longest, uh, like with regards to distance covered because of the because the track isn't very, you know, like isn't very wide as a whole. You know, the the circuit itself is very much like um, like um, uh, I was going to say Mandy Corp, Paul Ricard. It's very long. Long So like Spa. You can, you can have it completely wet in one part of the track and completely dry in the other. And we've never had rain at Russia before, so no one's ever had to kind of consider it before.
1: Which is strange, because it's right by the sea. You'd think that maybe there would be Yeah,
0: apparently, clouds. apparently, I only heard this a couple of days ago, um, for the first couple of Russian Grand Prix, they were seeding the clouds to make sure that it didn't rain. <laughs> they were literally like... So Russian. I was, I was like, you can do that? But yeah, they were like literally dispersing the clouds <laughs> to make that? it look...
1: I watched a film where someone was sucking up it was some kids' film where someone was sucking up the 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 clouds and then it exploded. Can't remember. Oh
0: right. Hmm. What's that? Who knows? But yeah, so yeah, apparently you can do that. I had no idea you could even do that. But yeah, so that's what they were doing to make it to make it look like a glorious location because it's all about selling Russia as a yeah. destination. Yeah. So yeah, not good. But if I think the problem is like you've got you've got Mercedes that are so used to winning and McLaren that are on the way back up but they haven't won in such a long time. I know they won the previous race, but they haven't been in a, in a strategic battle to win a race in so long. The difference was um, Hamilton uh, radio messages from, from Bono were um, rain. Rain is going to get heavier um, or, or the track is going to get wetter. And if Norris tries to hang this out, he's going to be in trouble. They were the the messages that the clear messages where you need to be on wet tires And I know it's easier when you're in second place, but then after Hamilton ducked in Norris was in a position because Hamilton was so much quicker on the intermediates, he was to pit. He was guaranteed second. Mm -hmm. And then his engineer comes over the radio and says, the rain is going to stay like this. Now what he actually meant was the track is going to get wetter because it's going to continue raining at this intensity. But Lando heard, the track conditions are going to stay like stay this, but like actually what he was saying was it's going to get wetter. But unfortunately, the wording was wrong. And as a result, Lando thought, well, I can stick with this. If I pit now, I'm guaranteed second. But if the rain's going to stay like this, I've got a 25-second lead. There's four laps to go. All I've got to do is be not six seconds slower than Hamilton. I'm going to stick this out. So yeah. I completely understand why he's made that decision. But then, obviously, he turns a corner and it's it's but a like, monsoon. The thing,
1: the thing is with these, like, Whose decision should that be? Like it like so, it feels very much like if Mercedes or Red Bull say you're coming in for, for wets, no matter how much Hamilton bitches amounts, he's coming in for wets. It's that's what it feels like. But it feels like but McLaren seemed to take a lot more of what the drivers are saying, which I think yeah. done them more instead than it has in um you know that has in negative terms um it's it, listening to what their drivers have actually got to say um but it does seem like but like and then the same with williams at the moment i don't know what's going on with williams we're we'll talking about that in a bit
0: yeah
1: um but like it does feel like who, who say should be you're coming in for wets should that be the drivers saying i'm coming in for wets or should that be or the intermediates whatever you want to call them
0: so um for me, the decision has to lie with the people that have the most information available to them. So when you're looking at radar and you're looking at weather conditions, like the weather conditions right now, the, the driver can tell you exactly how much grip they got. They can judge exactly how much grip they've got and if they can cope with it right now. But the pit wall can tell you that in 30 seconds, there's another, there's another front, front of rain that's going to hit the track. The driver can't possibly know that. When the track is drying out, and you're, and you're transitioning from wet to dry, absolutely, it's the driver's core, 100%, yeah. because they're the one that's on track. They, they're the ones that are seeing the conditions. The weather conditions, the radar is not going to tell you how grippy the track is. It's only going to tell you yeah. what the climatic conditions are. So for me, they, obviously, they told Hamilton to, bot, to box. He said, no, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with it. And then the next message was, the cross, well, the first message was, the crossover is now. Um, you need intermediates. He ignored it, stayed out because he's like he's right there man he's right there i can i can take this and then the next message was you need to box now for wets pick confirm and then that then comes up on the on the steering wheel and and that's an instruction for hamilton to box and he has to confirm that he is definitely coming in that's the the difference between a team that's won 7 constructors championships in a row and a team that's won 1 race in a decade yeah so for me lando did absolutely nothing wrong and he did everything that hamilton did and unfortunately, yeah. in this scenario, much as I love McLaren, their inexperience at winning races in recent times came through. And that's why that's why Lando Norris didn't win that race. But when he did go off track, what a save. When yeah. he was just going straight on and to kick the back end out like that, to stop him going into the barrier and losing yeah. his front wing, and then to still get round, do a three-minute lap, and then still come out in the points. yeah, And then have the presence of mind to be able to make an overtake on Kimi Räikkönen on the last lap as well
1: um and the the question there is um is as um should lando have got a penalty for the whole pit fiasco
0: technically yes um Why didn't but if you're looking at precedent and common sense you know like you look at yuki snowder yeah, in he austria, skidded
1: past it yeah it wasn't like yeah so like um, yuki
0: snowder in austria was was bad driving he just didn't he he wasn't able to control his car correctly uh And he just basically just drifted outside the line, but it was a dry track. He knew what he was doing, he had experience, and there's no reason why he should have done that whereas norris they you know they they've looked at everything that he'd done previously, they knew that he was going at the correct speed, the conditions, the tie he was on common sense has prevailed there he just didn't have. He just didn't have the grip. He made yeah. every possible effort like he to get it. Went,
1: yeah, he obviously went around that corner, and we've already seen that corner's tight anyway. Those, yeah. The entrance into that pit's pit, tight anyway. So he went past it, and then he went back over the line into the pits, which is obviously probably the more dangerous part coming back into the, that full line of fire. Uh, yeah. Bearing in mind. But I pre- one presumes that the reason they didn't do it is because he was going on to intermediates. It wasn't a race strategy. It was a safety issue. Yeah. And that's why he had to go on to intermediates at that point. And if he yeah. then in theory stayed out and went for another lap yeah. on those... It was safer flights, for him dangerous. to
0: cross that line. It would have safer him to cross that line and come back in the pits than it would have been to continue on. So it's mean, shocking I think, that the
1: stewards had some com- bit of common sense. For yeah,
0: uh, but there is a precedent to it as well. Um, Hamilton did it in Hockenheim. He crossed the white line on pit entry uh, yeah. for safety reasons because he didn't want to go around the entire track with a broken front wing. So he crossed the line to get yeah. uh, to get in. Um, he didn't get a penalty for that. That was a precedent that was set, and now they've they've obviously stayed firm on that, which is great. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of what I uh, what I want to see consistency. Although, saying that. I fully expected him to get a penalty. He fully expected to get a penalty. And I would not complain if he if he had. You know, yeah. it's, I, I complain about Verstappen getting a penalty for Monza. I complain about Hampton getting a penalty for Silverstone. Talks out of blue in the face. I wouldn't have complained about Norris getting a penalty. in. Uh, um, yeah. in, and,
1: and, in and I'm glad in, he didn't. And it seems like, yeah. you know, great thing um, for that. Um, and I think, I don't think he was driver of the day. I think he did a great drive. But I think... He probably didn't get the drive of the day for me. We'll discuss that in a bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll discuss um, it when we come back to but it. I think you know. I think Lando was a very, it was a strong drive, but I think there was lots of issues and things, and I think he could have taken the second and just, you know, been a lot better in place. Um, so Max's drive,
0: yeah, what a it's, it's a real. Um so rude, but,
1: at the very back, let's yeah. be
0: honest. It was a Jekyll and Hyde performance though, wasn't it? It's like the first part was great. Uh he was making, you know, he made a great pass on Bottas, great save, almost by almost being taken out by Vettel and Leclerc. But then he got stuck and he just couldn't go anywhere. But then the he made the perfect call at the perfect time onto intermediate tires, um, and then came through for second, which you know, and I was saying about was you know he stuck uh,
1: in a DRS train. Is that what was going?
0: Well, yes, he'd grained his ties up. His front left was grained, and he was, he was stuck behind. I forget who he was stuck behind now. Um, was it Ricardo? No, it wasn't Ricardo. That was Hamilton. But he was, he was stuck there in seventh place. Maybe he was Alonso or Ocon, some of that. But he was just stuck in that position. He couldn't go anywhere, uh, couldn't get any further. I mean, he was, what was he? he was three or four seconds behind Hamilton when they both came in for a pit stop. And then at the time it started raining, he was 50 seconds behind. Yeah. So that's the difference in pace. Considering that you know he was, and that's you know that's uh, he wasn't in free air. He was bottled up behind someone, but he just couldn't. He just couldn't overtake at that point. Yeah, I think like
1: yeah, he was. It was. It was yeah. It was Jack and Hyde. I think that let's be fair. He ended up
0: fourth, second, second.
1: Oh, was second, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, he came Um, through to second.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing drive from back. My my question is like like qualifying. Should he have bothered to even try and get out and qualify like Leclerc
0: did? Well, I'll, again, uh, cards or, on the table here. I haven't watched qualifying.
1: So, qualifying was interesting. In the basis of Verstappen didn't even bother getting out.
0: Hmm.
1: And he had. Uh, yeah, he, had he say, was going to be starting.
0: Yeah, we, we knew on.
1: Hang on. We knew he was starting at the back, but he didn't even think about getting out. We knew that uh, Leclerc, Leclerc, Leclerc. Was going to get out. Um, was going to have an engine swap as well. Um, and he still got out. Um, we knew Bottas was going to have an engine swap as well, and he still got out. Um, we knew that. Oh, sorry, was it Hamilton? Was Hamilton.
0: Bottas had an engine penalty.
1: Bottas had, had an engine penalty, and he still got out. And we and and then Latifi. Uh, had, we knew he was going to have an NG penalty and he got out so my thing and, and then there was obviously someone else that ended up um Giovinazzi I think had a penalty as well didn't he um, so he ended up uh, at the back as well so there was five cards that were at the back and so Verstappen by not coming out put himself into 20th yeah um, but Latifi who did come out, ended up in 16, if I remember correctly, um, because he came out and he got, you know, ahead of the rest of them. I think, like, why would you, why would you not come out in that to try and get as far up in knowing that there was other ones that were going to be having penalties?
0: Okay, so I think on that one, it's a it's a bit of risk versus reward in that they've taken a full engine, they've taken an absolute full engine. Like for example, Bottas took an engine penalty, but he only swapped out three elements. He, he went, for, he changed the internal combustion engine um, and two other bits, maybe an NGUK and yeah. maybe NGUH. But he changed three elements of the power unit, which meant he got a like a, a twelve place grid drop, which put him back in seventeenth, something like that, or ten place grid drop, putting him back in seventeenth. But that meant he'd still be ahead of a Verstappen on track. So he took a smaller penalty. for Verstappen had like a 24-place grid drop or something for, yeah. for all the power unit components. So the people that did go out, unless Latifi qualified in like 12th, he probably still would have been so, behind know, Latifi. No, that,
1: but no, that was the whole thing is Latifi did go out because he was keeping an eye on Leclerc, knowing that whether... If he yeah. could get up higher than but Leclerc, what I'm then saying is he would get out, and that's what risk, happens. Risk versus
0: burn. risk versus reward, though. The weather conditions, from what I hear in qualifying, were pretty pretty uh, treacherous. So no, they, they were dry. They were wet they were in qualifying. They were wet because he was well. Q three was wet, wasn't it? No, because they were they were going no. intermediates to dries. No, I mean, I, again, I haven't. I All haven't. Right, seen. So
1: so qualifying was completely dry. Um, ain't completely right. I'm sure of it.
0: Hmm. No, because I, I heard the reason. Um, no, in fact, I've seen clips of it because Hamilton was on Intermediates in Q3 and then hit the pit wall coming in to change onto dries, and Bottas had to wait for it.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: No, it was wet. I haven't even seen it. Come on, Carl. Oh, you're right. You're right. No, I saw, oh, I yeah. saw a couple of clips. So it oh, yeah, was... Uh, a it was, a, it was a treacherous wet qualify. I don't know if it was wet the entire time, but I know they went to dry right at the end, and that's how Norris set, set a time half a second quicker than anyone else.
1: I've just noticed my wife's on there. Jesus. She sent oh, me wow. some messages. Oh, <laughs> you wow. can tell neither of us i Yeah,
0: lo- lots of messages. Fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah um, so it's...
1: It, start, it there's, started it started as Laura said. yeah
0: there's yeah. there's every every possibility oh, maybe
1: that's it it started wet and then went dry. Yeah
0: no yeah it finished dry yeah. The, the quickest there, time yeah. was on dry tires I know that because I saw the timings on the thing um and they're all on dry tires but Norris was half a second quicker yeah so um the there was a big danger of getting tangled up in someone else's someone else's accident and realistically the highest he was gonna start because of the amount of grid drops he had would have been yeah. what 14th, 15th. Yeah. So risking that much for a couple of places, which he's, you know, with the quickest guy on the track, he's going to pass those guys anyway. So I think it's, they've, I mean, I personally probably would have sent him out, but they're probably still thinking about um, engine mileage because all they've done is they've replaced the engine that they, that they had to replace anyway, but they still would have been tight on mileage anyway. So they still need to watch the engine mileage. They can't just, they can't just.
1: I did say Solora, like, Because look, we were questioning us why Verstappen wasn't out. And I said, there's probably more chance of him going into a wall and then having another issue Mm -hmm. and trying to repeat, you know, the the chance for the fight for the four places that he's going to make is not going to make any difference to them because they'll get past those four places anyway. Yeah. On track. So why bother smashing it into a wall in qualifying?
0: Exactly my thoughts. Exactly Um, my thoughts.
1: So, and that, that's sort of, you know, we were discussing that, you know, as to why he didn't come out. But I, it was just interesting to hear another sort of thing. Um, so, I don't think, like, Max's drive, I, I think Max did cleverly. Um, and, again, it shows the power of Red Bull as a team, I think. Yeah. Like I think he was... Making the right decisions at the right time.
0: Yeah, he got, he got into the position. He, he couldn't get any further, but he... Was fortuitous in that you know he made the call to. I mean, he took the risk. Let's be honest. If he was in second place, he probably wouldn't have gone onto Inters on the lap he did. He probably would have waited a couple of laps. Yeah. But he was in a position where they had nothing to lose, so he went for it, and it paid off. And okay. you know, at the end of the day, he was putting the lap times in in difficult conditions, so he fully deserved that. And it was was a comeback to yeah. come back to second. It was phenomenal. It's very good. Yeah. Um, and he's been the informed driver. Uh, I had a great stat about the last eight races or something, Hamilton's led, led 11 laps and Verstappen's led 208 or something like that. Yeah. And in the season, like Verstappen has led more laps than the rest of the field combined. Which is, it just goes to show that that car and driver combination is it strong. phenomenal. It's by far the best package. Yeah, this I,
1: season. I think Verstappen deserves to win this season. Yeah. As much as I don't, I don't want Verstappen to win this season.
0: I think it- I don't mind I, I I'm you know it's obvious that you know British bias and all that crap but you know it's obvious that I'm a Hamilton fan but genuinely if you said to me Hamilton to win the championship by country mile or Verstappen to win it but it goes to the last race I would say Verstappen win it but it goes yeah. to the last race and I'm genuine when I say that he does now he this season Verstappen has made that transition into that know, elite, world-class driver status. Now, people would say he's been world-class for a couple of years, but he hasn't shown that consistency. Come the end of the year, unless he throws it away in like petulant, childlike manner and, and just like has crashes that he doesn't need to get involved with, which he does still have a little bit in him. He didn't need to get involved with Hamilton and Silverson. He didn't need to get yeah. involved with Hamilton and Monza. Um, and he does still have a little bit of that inexperience in him, but he has made that step. He is now potentially with his overall potential and pace, the strongest package on the grid at the moment. Hamilton has definitely past his peak, but he's still got a huge amount to offer and a huge amount of experience. So it's Hamilton's not going to get any better now, whereas Verstappen probably can, which is scary.
1: Although I'd like to clarify for Laura, I am still going to moan and groan about Verstappen. I am not his... <laughs> biggest fan i don't i think he's just a bit of a grumpy arsehole, which doesn't help the situation
0: oh he is yeah he is he's he's it, an enti- he's, he's an entitled little yeah nonce and you know, he yeah um, I, I, I don't yeah. particularly i mean to be honest yeah uh, you know, a lot of people don't like hamilton as, as a person i've got no major issues with him but you know i'm, I'm not gonna make my <laughs> no, i'm not no, gonna
1: no, just talking to the um about the, the Hamilton thing. We we brought this up on the Slack the other day and it's slightly off topic. I love how we're all in COVID times and we've all got, we're still in COVID times, whether we like it or not. Yet, Hamilton manages to have a crash, bump on the head uh, of someone going over. And the next day, he's in New York at the uh, Met Gala.
0: Yeah. It's there amazing we go.
1: what you can do when you've got money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <It's>, um... <laughs>
1: Like, I can barely leave Ireland.
0: What I what I'm what more hilarious about that was just how annoyed people were because he was wearing what looked like a petticoat on one leg. <laughs> no, I was like, like okay. Cat,
1: neck okay. On one leg.
0: okay. I wouldn't wear the cl- kind of clothes that Hamilton would wear. And I'm not particularly a fan of his, of his fashion sense, but I do not get angry with him on the internet over it. It's his choice. At yeah, the end of the day what what he wears I'm more,
1: I'm more like why the hell is he in new york not what is he wearing? yeah I couldn't, I couldn't give
0: a toss what he's wearing and i just don't know it's why people not. get so angry about it in mean, the day you
1: know what the interesting thing was that is that the reason he was wearing that was because it was designed by a load of black designers who were yeah. with him on that carpet that he'd brought and it was all pro-black you know pro-pro-blame pro-black yeah. whatever you want to call it thing So fair play on him grand on that i just I just thought it's hilarious that you know we're all being COVID cautious, yep. and he's flying around the world. Yep. It's all right when you've got money and fame. Yeah. Uh,
0: speaking right. of money, speaking of money, the man himself, oh, yeah. Mister Mister Stroll, bumper cars. What was he like? Fly- like, I was he, thinking he, about is,
1: does now. he not like Vettel or something?
0: Oh yeah, clearly doesn't like Vettel. And um, but I just wanted to, I wanted to I like, on something did else you see as the, well. Did
1: you see the picture of the two of them when they're announced their um they announced their uh lineup that they're do- doing the lineup. It's... Stroll was looking deeply into camera, Vettel's looking somewhere over there, like what
0: the fuck's mm. over there? Is
1: that is that a new contract somewhere over there in a better team?
0: <laughs> uh, so that's, funny. Their, that's their album cover. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it, <laughs> like, I wanted to touch on? I wanted to touch on the Otmar situation because obviously it's been world broadcast um, that Aston oh, Martin yeah. have. I don't in. get
1: this. I don't get what's going on.
0: So they, it's been well broadcast that they've brought in Martin Whitmarsh, and uh, yeah. I know uh, Martin Whitmarsh obviously was CEO of the well not CEO. He was in charge of the McLaren racing team when Ron Dennis stepped aside, stepped aside, but yeah. Ron Dennis was still CEO of the group, so, uh, so he was still he was overall was in, in charge.
1: Team principal or something, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he was. Uh, but he'd been at McLaren for a very long time, and he was made the scapegoat when McLaren uh, had a, a pretty horrendous. Um, 2012 and 2013. well, 2012 was a worst season. When tw- Mercedes, yeah. room, So they they had a tw- they, had, they had an awful 2013 season, and then Ron Dennis stepped in. I can't remember if he stepped in 2013 or 2014, but yeah. either way, he stepped back in, and then Martin Whitmush has made a scapegoat of, um, and he was he was out. But so they he brought hasn't him done in a-
1: since then. He hasn't done well. Anything. He's
0: been not in Formula One. He's not been back in Formula One since. But he's been brought in now, and obviously it kind of undermines Otmar Schaffner a little bit, um, but. Schaffner was quoted as saying uh, a few weeks back that that Lance Stroll is the most ex- most exciting talent in Formula One at the moment and has the potential to be a world champion. Uh, and it's like it just reeks of someone desperate to save their job. Now we, you know, we said this multiple times <gasps> that Lance, Lance Stroll is a capable Formula One driver. He can score points in the midfield and given the correct equipment. And the right circumstances, like Esteban Ocon, could win Formula One races. But he is not, what is he, 20? Was it 2017? He came in, he was 18. So that makes him what, 22, 23. He's the same age as, as Max Verstappen. Yeah. And you're telling me that he's a more exciting prospect than Max Verstappen, really?
1: Or, or, or Norris, or, Norris, or yeah, Russell, Russell, or, or
0: even <laughs> Alex Albon, you know, even <laughs> Alex Albon. At least Alex Albon's outperformed his car on occasion. It took even Lance Latifi
1: Strong- this week, but the, the last few weeks, but you know, mm. like, that, that's
0: going that's going a bit far. But We're yeah, it's, Iron, it? yeah, but Stroll, I was thinking like Stroll, you know, he's he's just someone that that doesn't get involved in incidents is steady fairly good in the rain Sorry, he doesn't get involved yeah. in it but he then this week them. yeah but then the last couple of weeks all he's done is crash into his teammate be <laughs> crap in the rain and not fulfill his potential and it's like are you trying to prove me right
1: yeah <laughs> like i don't like i bet that what is going on with aston martin because i love that Aston Martin. oh yeah we've got a budget cap in here's a 200 million pound new bill um factory off yep. you go lads yeah all right i see where the money's going to play on this one um yeah. it's like budget cap my ass um we still throw money at it but we throw money in different ways oh and then we're higher with more i i i wonder if there is a gameplay on that as well as uh highest paying staff members as well and whether there's oh
0: there is it's there uh top top three staff members Yeah, to so under the that's budget it's
1: gonna be on more, uh and whether that then changes further down the line and. Um, Whitmarsh and whatever.
0: Well, Aston Martin is still coming up to the budget cap, whereas Ferrari, Mercedes, uh, Red Bull are coming down to the budget cap, yeah. so they're still yeah. investing. So they haven't got to worry about that yeah. at the moment, but they've but, still got to be efficient with their money.
1: So they've obviously got a heck load of money they're throwing around up here, yeah. And, and it is well, interesting I, as to what I'd, I, how would you like to be? Uh, like, would you like to be in Otmar's shoes? Like, no, I, I would I not. I mean, that's such a strange thing to be. I would
0: that... I would not like to work for that team at all.
1: No. Like, it's... if you were Arma, you'd be like, uh, "Thanks, but yeah, great, bye."
0: Apparently, like... there's a there's a huge amount of turnover in that team right now. There's lots of people leaving and lots of people. Right, being why why in.
1: hasn't Omar left, or is he leaving, and we just don't know about
0: it? Well, this is the thing. I think he's he's fighting for his job, but um, and that's why he's he has to. He has to big up Lance drop Why Strong.
1: would he, like, why would Omar bother? I don't get it. Like, why would Omar bother in that? He's been there a
0: long time. I mean. He cares about that team. I'm He's sure, been there a hell of but, a long time.
1: But I am sure that there are other teams that would be interested in him.
0: Oh, yeah. hundred um, percent. There'd be lots of teams that would snap him up.
1: You know. Al- Al- Alpine. Boy, Alpine. Alpine
0: would be the Al- team that yeah. would go, go for him well, he would he would do a great um well williams are currently doing a restructuring and they've yeah. brought some people in i don't and think williams that, would, like, be, Alf- Mayo would be but Mayo would be good one
1: you know yeah. there's people that would be very interested in keeping why would you stay with him and he's you you can see it in, in drive to survive and i know it's slightly fictionalized but you can see there's a a undercurrent of not happiness between mr Lance um, Lawrence Stroll and Otmar. and it's all a bit sort of weird as to why you would bother being there. Um, and it, I feel that like there's other places for him to go. So I don't like. And the money is obviously going to be good for him, but I just don't think you know being being pushed aside like that. You know, it happened this week to me in some ways with work. Like I, I had a um, uh, someone else. I've got another location manager coming in alongside me and it and that just felt a bit like strange as to why he's coming in but you know it's great and we get on but to have someone come above you that's the different matter mm. um and it just feels a bit like why would you um why would you do that it doesn't make any sense hey, yeah and team morale why would you bring but- someone in like that that like, you know there's someone that's been out of the industry for a number of years obviously, we mm. don't know what he's been doing in that time and realistically whether he's been involved in other ways. But when you're not doing a bad job, I don't think Aston Martin are doing a bad job this year, they're not doing I a think, great job. I think
0: that I think they're not living to their potential. And I think Lawrence Stroll is very disappointed in what he's he is that? backwards.
1: Whose fault is that? What where, well, where's the failures? Where's the failures? I don't think from it's what the, I hear, I don't think they're yeah, gone
0: from what I hear. Um, the the team wanted to design their own car, uh, the engineers, the, the design team, but Lawrence Stroll had this, whether it was Lawrence Stroll or somebody who who went to Lawrence Stroll and then he agreed, wanted to go down this whole imitation idea that they did in from the 2019 yeah. um Mercedes to the 2020 Pink Mercedes. Um now that meant obviously there's no evolution in concept, which means they've then got to figure out that concept and then they've got to hack you know 30 percent of the floor away and then try and figure out what what makes this car quick now so it's it's a combination of the the route that they took with the the funds they had I don't know well I mean that car should be it should be competing with the uh it should be uh, it's probably a bit much to say that it should be up there the McLarens and the Ferraris but it should definitely be in the fight with Alpine and Alfa Tori and they're not, they're very much behind those two.
1: Let's just take this. There's obviously, there's obviously, maybe you're right in the, and the car scenario, because they're not qualifying where they should. And they, this is factored in on the fact that Vettel has done the most overtakes this year. So yeah, but I ge- hate hang that on. Stat. No. Okay. You might have, that stat. I get that, but it does suggest that, there is that it's not driver inability to get past people it is the car that can't qualify fast enough and then they have to make up on the racetrack
0: yeah and aston martin I, i have praised them earlier in the season with their strategy and their strategy department they have done some really interesting strategies but they strategized themselves on sunday out of a top four finish potentially lance stroll was in fourth on merit genuinely he could have stayed there he could have you know But they tried to undercut him ahead of George Russell because he couldn't get past him. And then as a result, he ends up fighting with his teammate and then crashing into the back of Gasly and getting a penalty after the race and getting penalty points on his license. Not the points he was after, but, you know, they'll take anything at the moment. But it's it's just been a comedy of errors their entire weekend.
1: My thought is that it's not Vettel, it's Stroll that's screwing the situation up.
0: Well, they both are. I mean, Vettel's not been what we expected him to be. Uh, but he's Sorry, no, definitely... no, hang on,
1: hang on, hang on. He's, he's, he's improved exactly last He's exactly what year. we're expecting. He's exactly what we're expecting him to be. We obviously proved that he wasn't up to his finest standard when he was in Ferrari. And we we, we laughed about that thing. It was Ferrari just not wanting him. But he's done exactly what we expected. He's do, done slightly better. but well, I, I, our I, team.
0: I expect him to blow Stroll out of the water. I've got to be honest, and he hasn't. Well, but... Okay,
1: would you have kept the two drivers then? I don't know what the deal is.
0: Well, they, there's no. They're not going to get rid of Stroll, are they? Stroll's out. No, but along. would you kept Vettel?
1: Yeah, and I think not, if you were, if you for if next you were year, Lawrence yeah.
0: Stroll, there's no, there's no one else on the market. There's no one else on the market that they could have gone for. There was rumours they were talking to Alonso. I mean, unless Brando, they're going to bring Alonso's in,
1: not going to move over.
0: Uh, they the are whole, not going to bring in someone like Oscar Piastri or or Nick DeVries yeah. or someone like that who wants to prove themselves because they're up against Lawrence Lawrence Stroll. The only people they're going Paul- to bring in. Well, yeah, that's the, the kind of people that you would potentially bring in. People like Nick Hulkenberg or um, or Sebastian Vessel, Fernando Alonso, people that have had their time. And then you can then say, oh, look how good my boy's doing against this world champion. Kimi Raikkonen is the only other one you would potentially say, oh, Kimi's an ex-world champion and yet Lance Stroll's beating him. Yeah, but Jovanazzi's beating him. We know how good he is. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: pretty sure Yuki Tsunoda would beat Kimi Raikkonen at the moment. Have
1: I have, have announced that team yet? That. They've uh, announced. They've announced Bottas. But yeah, that's it. What about Giovinazzi?
0: Giovinazzi is his seat is currently the only seat that's not confirmed for next year. <laughs> but there's rumours that it's Guanyu Zhou because of the money that he brings. Which uh, spoiler okay. alert, uh, if you look at F2, uh, his fourth season in F2, and he is nowhere near the uh, the rookie I mean, Oscar Piastri. Yeah. Uh,
1: um. Yeah. I just don't race him. Second or first.
0: He was winning the championship at one point. But again, it's his his fourth year. It's Jolien Palmer syndrome. Yeah. You stay in a a series for long enough. uh, All the best competition moves elsewhere. And then you're the most experienced person left with some talent. And then you end up winning. That's how Jolien Palmer ended up winning it. You know, don't get me wrong. I love Jolien Palmer. But he was never going to be a world-class driver. And it's a similar thing.
1: To bring him in now... Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense, does it? Bottas and Joe is just going to be a weird mix.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's just um, weird. But that makes Joe,
1: sense. keep Giovinazzi in. Keep I'm gonna Joe sneeze. In. I'm yeah. probably
0: gonna sneeze. Oh no, it's going. It's going. going um, yeah, um, it's a yeah.
1: keep Giovinazzi in. I don't uh, Bottas and Giovinazzi makes sense. There we go.
0: There we go. Got it out of um, the system.
1: But Bottas and Giovinazzi actually does make sense. So I wouldn't bring in any rookies. Unless you need to, the problem, I feel sorry for Piastri because if he's in line for winning, I would bring in
0: Piastri, but he's not going to go anywhere.
1: He's he's going to win, and he can't he can't meet F yeah, two. Right. He's got no. Well,
0: he's he's not guaranteed to win. We'll cover that off, when we we obviously we'll cover a bit of F two later on. But um, but I know. Look at me talking about F two knowing. Stuff. I know, crazy, but yeah, he's he might not win F two. There's still there's still plenty of races left for for other drivers to get in there. But uh, yeah, I, I think out of the drivers that are available, Piastri and Porcher, and even Nick DeVries, have got a lot more potential than, than, um, than Joe, right, the right the right Joe. No yeah. Uh, I do think DeVries would just be swapping an apple for another apple. I just think, yeah, Jovanazzi, uh, as I heard. Uh who is it? Um George Howson, on the grid talk referred to him as Italian Jesus. Which was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but um yeah, it's uh I think swapping DeVries for Giovanazi would would just be again, it's like swapping one for another. They're only about nine months apart in age or yeah. just over a year apart in age. It's not like he's a young talent coming through, nice. he's not really shown a lot. He he won, he came fourth in F2 behind Russell, Norris, and um Alban. And then won it the next year because those three weren't in it. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's the, Do you it's know the... what
1: if if they actually kicked their asses into gear, they should have taken Almond.
0: Yeah, oh that was the rumour for a long time they were they, gonna be they should Albin. have
1: had Almond and Bottas.
0: Yeah, that would have been a strong lineup. Um,
1: okay, just um just because um has suddenly appeared on the live stream. Oh, was said, he really and said that um Alonso is the
0: goat. Let's talk right. about cheating
1: Fernando. Right,
0: let's talk about cheating Fernando then, eh? That was <laughs> pre- timing. That was premeditated. Premeditated cheater. What a dirty, dirty Spaniard. <laughs> Makes two of them. Go on. <laughs> well no. You saw it on, on the on the um, on the laps of the grid. He he went through there and tested it. <laughs> it's just like, apparently earlier in the season, he was saying um, that people are, um, people are getting away with cheating an awful lot. And so he thinks he's going to start cheating. And then he just does it blatantly. Yeah. I mean, it's, he didn't really gain anything from it there to be fair to him, but he, he hung it around the outside. You could see him on the straight, on the way down through <laughs> turn one, going to turn, he was jostling to get over to that side so that he could outbreak himself and then go through the escape roads. Um, yes. I mean, <laughs> Pat's fair play to him,
1: burn him for, for being a racing yeah. incident, and he managing to to yeah. not get
0: any points or any penalty yeah. for it. And I did. I don't think he even had to give places back, and he definitely made up for no, five I places. Mean, yeah, I mean, the thing is, he was technically at the point he went off the track and then yeah. came back on, and then he was two places further up than when he went off, and <laughs> yeah. he let two, and he let two cars through or two cars then passed him because yeah. they had a better overspeed. So technically, he didn't get anything from it, but the reason he was in that position when he went off track was because he was purposely going too fast around the outside, was never going to make the apex and then overtook two (laughs) or three cars on the way towards the corner. So yes, he's cheating. I liken it to, um, to the, um, the e in London, when Lucas Degrassi, uh, the, the safety car came out, I think, was it Lucas Degrassi, um, decided to drive through the pits because oh, yeah. it was quicker than going behind yeah. the safety car and he just overtook <laughs> the entire field because it's a hole in regulations and it was only because when he tried to stop in his box because the rule is you have to stop that yeah. his wheels stopped moving but the car was still sliding that was the only reason that he didn't get away with it and got disqualified i just yeah. it's, it's it's the same as that it's cheating yeah. i know it's that there's a hole in the rule. Ro- there's a hole in the rules for it but it was blatant. It was obvious. He was cheating. But it was, I don't think he was the only one. There was a couple that just went off there. No, there's like... only the, he was the only one that went off at that corner okay. at that point. The people were, were like off the track, but they didn't go through yeah. that escape road because they they yeah. didn't go off at that exact point. So has yeah. he, what's he saying? What's he That's saying? Ne-
1: genius, you mean. That's <laughs> no good look. It's never next level racing. It really isn't.
0: <laughs> That's well, next sorry, look-
1: yeah. racing. Old level racing. Old school racing, I think, you know. Yeah. Um there we go. I don't think you could have timed that any better, Bez. Yeah, um, perfect timing, perfect timing. Anyway, um, let's talk about the other Spaniard on the team.
0: Mr. Oh. Sainz. Oh, you mean the, uh, the, the best Spaniard on the grid? The best Spaniard on the grid. Uh, which yeah. I think
1: even Bez will take that. He'll, he'll take yeah. that for anything.
0: Carlos Sainz is hands down the best Spanish driver that's ever driven for Ferrari. <laughs> oh. And Renault. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just the best Spaniard ever. Really, and, and, and McLaren. He's followed, apart from Minardi... In fact, no, because Minardi was Toro Rosso. Yeah. So he's raced... Uh, who else has Alonso raced for? Because he's raced for every team that Alonso's raced for, hasn't he? Right, Toro so, Rosso, yeah. Toro Rosso, which was Minardi. They both came in for them. Then he went yeah. to Renault. Sainz then went to yeah. Renault. Yeah. Then, then
1: he, then went, he to McLaren, went to McLaren. Science then went
0: to McLaren. McLaren.
1: And then he went to Ferrari. And then he went to... Yeah. So next, next season, when he gets kicked out of uh, Ferrari for Schumacher... Um, back at back at McLaren. Back at, no,
0: he'd be back at it'd be in Renault, won't he? No, it'd be back at McLaren and then back to Renault again. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, he oh yeah, I
1: forgot that he has to go back to McLaren.
0: Um yeah, which for a year. it could be
1: interesting. I think that you know he could go back to McLaren. Ricardo's it would be interesting as to where he's gonna stay yeah there. He'll, go, he'll go
0: back to McLaren, and get paid with Dan TikTok and have a big falling out with him.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god, ticked him, into McLaren. Oh Jesus Christ. Um yeah, I, uh yeah, so it's um, <laughs> science is Alonso's son. But, yeah, no. no, no, he's Carlos' Science senior son. We've
0: all seen his dad. Yeah. Um, so definitely. yeah, Sun- Sunday science does it again. Phenomenal. <laughs> Ferrari strategized themselves out of a strong position. There, they were they were looking strong for second. Uh, they probably would have ended up third behind Hamilton because Hamilton was, was coming through, but again he couldn't get past Ricardo and he couldn't get past Norris, so he may not be yeah. able to get past Science.
1: Yeah.
0: I think Science had a bit more downforce on, but Norris definitely had the legs on Science. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was um, Sunday Science. Yeah, he just I felt so bad for him because if a Ferrari's going to win, I want it to be Science. Let's be honest. Yeah. But actually,
1: I don't mind Leclerc. I'm really going to like no, actually
0: no. I'm really going to know. like the Ferrari team. I don't like I his don't... face.
1: <laughs> you don't like his it's face not, there's something about it's his probably, face it's probably the best looking face on the grid if yeah you no that's why i don't that's why i don't like him um, too good uh, looking well there's my uh pants in the back there um when i say pants i mean the irish term american term of, um, oh. of uh of no, it's not my underwear
0: i was gonna say i thought if, if they're your pants they're definitely your bridget jones pants yeah
1: yeah it's they're my they're my Godgy.
0: pajamas you can tell I'm married, can't you? I'm yeah. referencing Bridget Jones.
1: <laughs> this is no Bridget Jones. Um, anyway, yeah, no, science. I literally can't say anything against science. I can't say anything against Ferrari. I quite like
0: but the Ferraris now. I quite like science. Sainz. Like, you, you know? should have, like, the, the, like, what science sounded like when I said, we're on for P5. He was just like, what? I thought we were in for the win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think he didn't say that? He's just like, only P5. But yeah, I, they, they obviously, they, they boxed to, not I don't know control.
1: where the Ferrari rate signs, that's what I can't work out.
0: I don't I genuinely think they signed Carlos Sainz because they thought he would be a decent number two to Charles Leclerc, and then he had an amazing season at McLaren. And then, like, oh, this is awkward. We've signed a really good driver. <laughs> um, and and he's really I mean, you look at I mean the point situation, he's ahead of Leclerc in the championship, which we'll get to later. Uh, I know there's been Leclerc has had a lot more bad luck and Science has probably made more mistakes than Leclerc as well, which just kind of just goes to show how much bad luck Leclerc has actually had. But he's definitely been a match for Leclerc on Sundays, and he's looked decent in qualifying as well. And
1: I do worry whether that's be Science fireworks in the future is going to have the same Bottas and um, and Perez issue of. I'm not being sure he really will. I've been really good and still being kicked out because schumacher's in the in the sidelines yeah I, i'm not he, sure that's, like, that's what's going to happen schumacher's going to go into that position i you think Sainz it. has
0: got more peaks more peak potential than bottas I, and I, perez
1: I, he might not, but if you think about last season where he wasn't actually that bad in the pink mercedes and vettel came in um yeah like like, like and and then perez was out of it job for a long while and it was only because album was being a bit shit but um, you know i I've, i do worry I, I do worry that mercedes ferrari are going to kick signs out because he's not, he's only got one more year on that contract
0: i don't I think don't they're gonna hold him i don't think ferrari are going to kick him out for mick schumacher unless mick schumacher was showing some real potential because
1: but, i don't but how do you show real potential when you're in that shit well
0: shit next car? Next next year's car should be better. Oh, bullshit oh. Well, it will be. Oh, it will be no, better. It can't no, it can't no. not be better. I'm not saying they're gonna start winning races, but it is gonna be a better car. It can't not be no. a better car. They have they haven't developed that car for 18 months. They've been working on 2022 for that entire time. Yeah, and they're all sending education number one. I mean, they? yeah, bullshit. No, no, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm they'll pro- they'll make a step How forward. They aren't gonna
1: be, be a middle team. They don't I don't think they'll be the worst team. of the club. You know I they think they'll be. I what think your they'll bets be... for
0: the worst team, then? Oh, do you know what? Um, I probably Alfa Romeo genuinely, um, or, or Alpine Alfa Romeo or Alpine. I have no confidence in the Alpine lineup. I think it's going to be really, really tight midfield, um, next season. I think has, they probably will be close to the back. I'm not saying they're going to be regular point scorers, but I think they will move forwards and they'll certainly be competitive with the cars around them. They'll do like the similar jump to what Williams have done this year in that they've they've designed a car that at some races okay might be able to get into the points so
1: go on let's talk about williams while we're here go on then
0: you want to talk about williams
1: what the hell is going on with them is it just me or they've suddenly become really good like what the hell how and i know like you could say oh it's russell sorry latifi's like doing decent times and isn't a crock of shit that he usually is you know he's still in there like I don't know what's going on with Williams in the sense of they're suddenly woken up. I don't know whether I knew they've got a whole new management team, but I do wonder if that's you know, changed the dynamic in the in the team having this new management team. And that's why that they there's a bit more confidence going in, or or whether they've had new up. I know they've had a few upgrades, but I don't feel those upgrades would have done as good as they've done. I know they had a that like let's not talk about the fact that. At spa, they locked out, you know. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, and with that, with that win, but I still feel like they're still in the points in a number of play- times, and you know, they're back in the points this weekend. they are luck- points in Bonza.
0: it's just very strange. Well, at the end of the day, you take away that. Um, I know they're locked out in spa, he got into that position, of genuine on merit, yeah. even if you but said they, no, they lucked, even but they- even oh. if you said that you know, you take away those 18 points from George Russell and give him. Two points, say. Um, they're still level with Alfa Romeo on seven points apiece. Yeah. So they're still in that fight for eighth place, which we thought there's no way it's going to be ninth place at best. They've just got to they've just got to score a point to make sure they beat Haas. But yeah. now they're there, twenty three points. You know, It's not. It's not beyond the way they're performing. But what, why, what's
1: changed? I, I, Leo Johnson's just come on saying fifty million injection of working capital helps but i don't know yeah, if it does. absolutely <laughs> i mean it does in some ways but that's not you know that's not going to change them overnight you know which seemingly no. has happened
0: i think as they they were they were I mean, making as soon as they got rid of got rid of the uh the the, the nepotistic project that was claire williams there was uh, definitely uh, the the whole organisation was moving forwards then and they Let's not forget, not, long, not, a, not a huge amount of time ago, they were a car that could win races and they were a car that finished second in the Constructors' Championship seven years ago. Yeah. So they're not, you know, they, they have had such a monumental fall from grace that they haven't forgotten how to design a good car. But now they've got a, a, a team and an injection of capital, they can actually start to reach some of their potential. They've got equal best engine on the grid. They've got a decent design team around them. They've started streamlining stuff. You know, they've, they've, stopped, they've stopped building everything in-house and started getting some customer parts in so they can re-divert those people onto other areas. But what is interesting so, about
1: Williams is they are, their in-house stuff as well has jumped on leaps and bounds, especially as they're so high up in the battery world of ESC, ES scooter, mm. or whatever they call ESC, and, yeah. um, and obviously the extreme E. Is is their battery capabilities? I wonder if that's all being fed into the system as well, and whether there is some technology advances that Williams are working on. Um, but I am I'm excited to, to support Williams again. You know, I feel like it's not that team that, you know, I've, I've always been a bit of Williams supporter. Been um, that would have been my, probably my first team had had they've done. You know, if I wasn't such a glorious supporter as well. Um, and I, that I liked Russell, um, and Latifi, um, but if, if Norris was in Williams, uh, you know, I'm excited by Williams next year. I'm excited by Albon being in there. I think that will be interesting. Um, and I think it'd be a really interesting, they're, they're, I and I'm hoping that they're actually working on this new car and they'll do really good next year.
0: Um, I think they will. They'll. I think they again. They'll make another step forward. They'll be. They'll be mired completely in that midfield battle and hopefully pushing forwards. Um, but yeah, it's again. I have no. I have no confidence I mean, in and yeah. the Alpine outfit at all. Um, Alpha it depends on if how much they're allowed to do. Um, for me, those two teams will be the ones that will fall backwards behind Williams and Aston Martin. Have to. They can't be this bad again next year. They can't be. I mean, I can genuinely see. I know it's a long way off. But the way the Williams are performing and the way Aston Martin can't seem to buy a point at the moment, I can genuinely see Williams, if they have another box office result, they could be close. They could be close to Aston Martin at the end of the year. I don't think they will pass them, but they could be close. But yeah, that's um, that Leo Johnson that commented. Apparently he worked at Williams until recently. So uh, nice. that, that'll be can I, can
1: give us an insight. It.
0: Yeah, we'd, we'd we'd love to hear some insight from you, uh, Leo. Let's. Uh, yeah. Oh, you've also, you also share a name with my cat, which is uh, just there in the screen.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Hello, Leo. How to, how to insult any of the guys on the chat? There, <laughs> brilliant. Um, anyway, uh, let's um, let's talk about the other um, random driver, which is Perez. Has he got off the boil?
0: Was he he ever on the bio? Well, I had this, I had a theory about Perez, uh, which I, I happily admit, I even said this on the pod last year. Uh, I've changed my opinion on him, but until last year, when he actually started to show some decent pace, I always thought he was the perfect pay driver because he brings a lot of sponsorship and he's, you know, he maximizes results. Sorry. The perfect but
1: pay driver is Norris
0: now. No, no. Perez. Norris. No, different. He's the perfect thing.
1: pay driver. Norris is a paid driver. Let's just be honest scenario.
0: with
1: that, and he's the perfect paid driver. Anyway. Slightly
0: different. Norris, uh, yeah, I mean, go, go and go and look at F1 Chronicle George Howson's article about Lando Norris being a paid driver to find yeah. out more about that. Uh, <laughs> slightly different scenario. It's not a case of his. It's not a case of his dad's fault in the team. Daddy's money well, of course it's daddy's money, but you know, at the end of the day, motorsport is expensive. Whether you yeah. use that money from family money or use it from, from sponsorship yeah. and backing, you still have to have the talent to get there. And like I say, you know, so people that's like what saying. The Norris TV, is the
1: perfect pay driver. Unlike, but he's not
0: pumping in. Paris. No, he's not, difference is he's not pumping in 20 million pound a year to be in that no, he's just, car. He's just pumping in nothing. You
1: know, yeah. He's just, he, he got, he, he got to that.
0: He got that drive. He, he, he may have like, you know, the the money certainly opened doors for him, but he got signed up to that McLaren Young Driver Program and, uh, and got into that car genuinely on merit. Yes, the fact that he had, um, there was no limitations on funds and was able to go around doing all kinds of different formulas, had no issues with, excuse me, had no issues with super licenses because he was yeah. uh, racing in like 16 different formula <laughs> over the course of a few seasons and yeah. just like racking up super license points left, right and center. So it was... Um, yeah, it was easier for him than it would have been for somebody else, but he still had to show the talent and he showed the talent at every level. So, but yeah, so back to Perez, I, I said that he was a perfect pay driver because of, because of all the, uh, you know, he was able to get these, get these results, Mr. Consistent, but he never, for me, has shown that overall ability to cut it at the highest level. And, you know, so he, so he comfortably beat Lance Stroll last year. What does that mean? doesn't mean an awful lot to me. No, it's really. not Considering like, that first, the first half of the season, Stroll was beating him as well. It's, it's just, yeah, I'd, I'm, just not, I'm just not convinced. And I just don't, I, I genuinely think.
1: But is he in a good number two to max, which is what you mean? Well, really no,
0: because he scored the same amount of points as George Russell in the last five races. He scored 16 points in the last five races. That's nothing. That's how is he helping the cause? He is the reason that Red Bull are not winning the constructors' championship. Red Bull have the best car. That's good Um, point. Because
1: Bottas is the reason Mercedes aren't winning the championship.
0: But I mean, Bottas is contributing more than Perez, which, given the season that Bottas has had, is pretty bad. Really.
1: Yeah.
0: It's pretty bad. I mean, you look. There's there's like thirty three points between Red Bull and Mercedes. Yeah. And there's only two points between Hamilton and Verstappen. So with the other 30 points, you know, Bottas has contributed 30 more points to the championship than Perez. And yeah. Bottas has had more problems than Perez. That's yeah. what's... I just, I'm just not convinced by him at all. I, I genuinely think if Alex Halden was in that car, would he be doing better? And I'm starting to think, do you know what? Maybe, maybe he would be. Another yeah. year's experience behind him, a slightly easier to drive car. Who, who would... Right, the, the
1: challenge is, though, who would be a decent number two to Max? In the same way, he's a decent number two to Hamilton? I'm very intrigued. Are you, talking,
0: are you talking compliant number two? Or are you talking someone who's going to push him?
1: Well, that's the question. What do you want? And that's the question that's happening in Mercedes with George Russell.
0: If it's someone who can drive a difficult car to drive, the perfect number two or perfect person to push Max Verstappen is Lando Norris. Because that, that McLaren is a very difficult car to drive. It's a very pointy car, just like how Max likes to drive it. So Lando Norris would be the perfect driver for Red Bull. If Verstappen upped and left. I'm I mean, pretty Sainz, sure Norris.
1: Signs would be.
0: And science as well. The pair of them, actually. Both of them, because they both drove that McLaren to, to, to big heights last year. So um, those two would be top of the shopping list for Red Bull. So I think Norris would be top of the shopping list for Red Bull if Max Verstappen up sticks and left to somewhere else, because Red Bull make a crap car. But what supporting
1: Verstappen if paris left?
0: For supporting him? Do you know what? It probably would be science for me. Because he, because he is compliant, he yeah. knows. You know, it's. I don't think he would be a willing number two, but I think he would accept it if he was not quick enough. Yeah. But he wouldn't give up. He would just keep going, because that's how he's been brought up. So I think probably Science would be the best person to be alongside him, which is ironic given that they were teammates at Tor Rosso and they did not get on.
1: <laughs> well, that's the problem. But that that doesn't them getting on isn't an issue. They don't mean yeah. they need to get on. We've seen that with many teams, mm. um, and. And he like in I mean well, it's like although we've we've not really talked about it like, like the the McLarens. I mean it's interesting that Daniel Ricardo's suddenly found himself, you know, with the win at Monza, but and he didn't do bad at um in Russia either.
0: Yeah, he was decent. He was de I mean, he obviously fourth place finish. He was kind of hanging around in that sort of sixth, seventh place, you know, where the McLaren should be. But
1: that's where he should be, and that's yeah. great, you know. It's really interesting that he is there, you know, and he wasn't, it just feels like he's slightly finding himself and
0: slightly. Yeah, he's, I knew he would always, he would get closer. It's just how long it would take. He's definitely been better since they came back from the mid-season break. And I'm glad to see it because obviously, you know, Ricardo is probably my second favourite driver. So behind Lando. Shock horror, um, but yeah, I mean he's he is he is contributing to the cause now, which is good. It's not a one man fight up there, which is you know this McLaren have got a bit of a lead over Ferrari now, uh, and they're very lucky that you know with Norris dropping out of the lead and Sainz then inheriting a podium, that would have been a disaster for McLaren. But the fact that Ricardo was up there in fourth place and Lando coming seventh with Leclerc out of the points means yeah. that they actually pulled away from Ferrari. They could have like really massively drove a nail into the coffin, had Norris been able to win that race. But Ricardo was there picking up the points when Norris wasn't. And that's what he hasn't been able to do all year. He's ahead of Pierre Gasly in the championship quite comfortably now. He's not far off Charles Leclerc. He's only um, nine points behind Leclerc now. Yeah. So that's that's strong.
1: Is McLaren now third?
0: They are third. They're not guaranteed. No, no, no,
1: that's what I'm saying. Are we now sort of semi-guaranteeing them? No, uh, no,
0: not yet, not yet. No, there's there on. Um, we'll just do. We'll just quickly cover the standards now. Mercedes, uh, three hundred ninety-seven and a half. I'll ignore the half points. So Mercedes, three hundred ninety-eight. Red Bull, uh, three hundred sixty-five. Uh, McLaren, two hundred thirty-four. Ferrari, two hundred seventeen. Uh, Alpine, one hundred three. Alfa eighty-four. Aston Martin, fifty-nine. Williams, twenty-three. Alfa Romeo, seven. Has zero. So there's not. What's that? Less than twenty points between them. It was Eighteen points. 17 and a half points between them that's a second place that's, yeah. that's nothing that's there's no way what, there what seven races to go six races to go it's talking it's of done. which it's not done
1: Qatar's attached
0: are we going to that are we that's kind of in the news isn't it
1: oh I didn't realise that was the news I didn't realise
0: who sticks the news at the end well because we cover everything with the race first and then we go to the breaking news breaking news
1: which wasn't breaking because it was this morning and everyone probably yeah. about it. By the time yeah, you true. get this out, this is tomorrow. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, we're the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> so the breaking news is slightly old news. That's what you need. Slightly yeah. old news. Slightly old
0: news. 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 Um, yeah, Yesterday's no, so, news. yeah. So we, we have Qatar uh, on the calendar for 2021 with uh, a contract from 2023 of 10 years.
1: Yeah. What happens in 2022?
0: They, obviously, they didn't have a slot for it for next year.
1: No, I th- well, the the, the, the the footballs in Qatar.
0: Well, the World Cup. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Might have something I wonder to do if with that's it.
1: related to it. Um, well, it's over
0: Christmas. So I'd be surprised if it was, because there's not a lot of races over Christmas, is there? Uh, when's the football? It's over Christmas.
1: The football is over Christmas, the World Cup. Yeah. Or yeah. Euro, whatever it's, it's, it's in the winter, and... because they can't do it in the summer,
0: because it's too bloody hot.
1: And when's the Formula One?
0: Well, probably in the summer sometime. No, nah, Qatar. Well
1: they,
0: be. well, they wouldn't Qatar want to do it. Is winter. They Qatar, wouldn't want to it, do it. When's
1: Qatar in this year? December.
0: Oh yes, yes, at the end of the season. But that's because that's that's the slot that's available. No, it's I, 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 it's I don't think great. they would want to have. They wouldn't want to have Abu Dhabi and Qatar and Saudi Arabia all close together. Oh, I think they would. They want to. they want to spread it out. They get more money that way. Mm. But equally, climatically, it gets yeah. so hot in Qatar. They probably wouldn't want to do that in the summer. They would want to do it at the start of the season. I think.
1: Start the I reckon that's just January show after the World Cup.
0: Or... I reckon they'd start it in January. They'd start the season in what well, they start the season in February March time with Bahrain, uh, and then they'd probably they'd probably do one or two races and then do Qatar after that.
1: I think. I think. I think the World Cup's getting involved with that, and that's why they can't do all of it.
0: It'll mm, I'm roughly, not so sure. It'd be the
1: same winter anyway. Anyway, there we go. Uh, if someone that knows something can let us know, because we obviously don't know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Grant, should we um, sh- should we talk about driver um, of the day?
0: Driver of the day? Hi, Emily. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, who
0: are who are you nominating? I don't know now.
1: I don't know. I, I, I've, it's not that I haven't long enough to think about this. Um. Do you want me to start? Go on
0: then. So I've got honourable mentions for Hamilton, Verstappen, Sainz, and even Raikkonen for making that swap to the to the intermediate tyres and then coming out sure. in seventh place. Uh, but initially, I said no. But the more I think about it, the more I I know you're going to disagree with me. I do think it's Lando Norris, and the reason I think about that, I look at his race. Russia is not a great race to start on pole position. So he lost the lead due to the massive slipstream from Carlos Sainz, despite getting a faster getaway than him. So he aced the start, but was unable to hold on to it because Russia. Um, He looked after his tyres, did a bit of fuel saving. Then after 15 laps, he attacked Carlos Sainz. He retook the lead. He drove away from him. He managed his tyres brilliantly, didn't panic, waited until after Hamilton had stopped, made the stop two laps later so he had fresher tyres so he could look after him. And then with the information that he had available to him, which was given to him by the team, he made the same calls that Hamilton would have made. And it was only the fact that the team gave him slightly questionable information that he decided to go for that. But then the fact that he was able to keep that car on track on those old dry tires in that much rain without sticking it in the wall, getting it back to the pits, and then getting back out and still having the presence of mind to be able to overtake Kimi Räikkönen of the seventh place on the last lap. For me, I think he's, he still gets driving today, despite the error.
1: I mean, yeah. And it wasn't his error in per se. So that doesn't make him, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, That's my thoughts. Whereas the, the other people that I mentioned there, you've got uh, Verstappen was stuck in seventh, made a great call on, on the intermediates. If it's not Norris for me, then it's Verstappen. Hamilton, flawless performance. You can't really fault him. Uh, at the start, he got a great he got a great run, but had to get out the throttle because he was he was cut off by um, by Lando Norris uh, and then losing a couple of the positions. And that compromised his whole race. Sainz, no fault of his own, ended up back in the midfield despite leading the race, uh, and you know and just made a good call at the end. So, but I still think out of those, if you if you are going to say that Norris had a hand in that decision, I think it goes to Verstappen for me.
1: Um, for me, Daniel Ricciardo probably. Um, okay. Partly, partly because he didn't get it last week when he should have got it, uh, or two weeks ago when he should have got it because we didn't ever do a drive of the day. No, uh, we didn't. Oh, also, he was he was faultless as well. Where where did Ricardo go wrong? He didn't. He made a, he made sensible decisions. It was a decent race. He didn't. He uh, his start was very good. You know, like it was pretty faultless in some ways. Yeah, but
0: you can say that. But Perez was pretty faultless in the race. You know, um, Perez up in ninth. Yeah, but like, Vettel was Vettel was pretty faultless. Gasly didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, Ocon like, didn't do anything wrong. But it, it's still, it's not a drive-of-the-day performance for me.
1: But like, I feel like he, you know, he was in, he's, he's doing what he should be doing. And it, it, it's not as if, he. I think he's, he ended up higher than he should have, let's be honest, in fourth. He, which may have been sort of a bit of luck with tyres and everything. But I think he's, he's just coming in, and, and it is part of the fact that he didn't get it. Well, we are at Monza, but I do think that he's he's just flourishing a bit now. And as much as I've been dicking on him recently, I think it's time where dues are given that he needs to he needs his dues of of being a driver of the day. Um, mm. And I I like to be honest, it's the McLaren boys full stop. Either of those the driver of the mm. day. They both had a great drive and should have done. Better than they probably did, but you know, the McLaren's there's something going on in the McLaren factory, and there's something going in the Williams factory at the moment. Yeah. And they're both doing very well.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. We can uh I'll get behind that. Uh so I guess that leaves the other reward.
1: Who's our dick of the day? Jesus, the 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 pronunciation of dick is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um excuse me. Um um, um, I mean, I don't know where to start. See, well, I mean, like, I didn't like that's just almost too many
0: for me. Uh, like, I mean,
1: you sorry, there's honorable mentions of Stroll, of Yep, of um, Sonoda, of Mazepin, of
0: Schumacher. Mazepin of didn't the do Schumacher. anything wrong, Mazepin didn't do anything wrong this weekend, yeah. Credible credit, you credit know, I think Joe.
1: crashed into. I thought he crashed into
0: no, Schumacher again. No, that was in in Monza. Yeah. He was a dick in Monza, absolutely. Yeah, maybe but, that's right. What... Um, like, no, I mean Aston Martin's strategy department, McLaren radio or weather yeah. reading. Um Tsunoda, <laughs> just just nowhere again. Like what's, what's going on? on with him? Yeah. But Stroll really like for to to take his teammate or to put his teammate into the wall and then run into the back of Gasly and then go into the wall himself, but able to carry on. He seems I to think... like going
1: into the back of Gasly. I'm sure he's done it quite yeah. a few times.
0: I can't remember an exact time. What was the first what race of the it? season? No, Gasly went up the back of someone on the first race of the season. I can't oh, remember it, who it was, though.
1: I feel like Stroll and Gasly. Yeah. Maybe it was last year. Um, like, yeah, I, Stroll can have him, have it. I don't like... Yeah, I, for me, I think it's Stroll. I think yeah. it's Stroll.
0: Or just, just the Stroll family.
1: Well, it's either the Stroll family or Aston Martin full stop. Mm. Like I don't I don't think I I really don't think Vettel did a great job. Do you know? So
0: No, he was coming through, but um yeah, still not really Yeah. yeah wasn't an awful lot going on there. Really. Um, bit of a shame. Yeah. But yeah, championship wise, uh, Hamilton obviously now leads the uh leads the uh drivers' championship by two points. Um over Max Verstappen, Valtteri Bottas, 151. Norris, oh, Norris would have been back up the third in the championship if he'd have won that race. Uh, 51 to 139. And then we've got Sergio Perez, 120, 19 points back. He needs to, he needs to get ahead of Norris or it's just, yeah. yeah. Science, 112 and a half. Uh, Leclerc, 104. Ricardo, 95. And then we've got Gasly, 66. Alonso, 58. Ocon, 45, despite winning a race. Just goes to show, really, that I was completely wrong about Alonso. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bess isn't on the chat anymore, but, uh, but Alonso is completely destroyed. Esteban Ockham, without his race win, would have 25 points. He wouldn't have scored points in Hungary had it not been for the bowling ball Bottas. He'd be on 25 points. He'd be behind Vettel in the, and probably behind Lance Stroll as well in the standings. Uh, Vettel, 35. Stroll, 24. Yuki Snowder, only 18 points. Uh, Russell, 16. In that car, George Russell is almost ahead of Yuki Tsunoda. Props to Latifi, though. Seven points for him. Six points for Raikkonen. Most biggest points haul for him for two years. Antonio Giovinazzi, one point for, my, for me on the way out of Formula 1. And then we've got Mick Schumacher, Robert Kubica and Nikita Mazepin. 21st in a 20-driver championship. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. So I think that probably covers off Formula 1. Can we just uh cover off the uh support yes, series. Go on then. Yeah, well, I uh, will just quickly look at um look at the IndyCar because uh, it looked like McLaren had a chance of winning the the championship, but uh Ed Jones punted Pato Award off on the first corner or the first lap, and that basically meant that Alex Pelot just needed to cruise round in a reasonable finishing position to win the championship. Which he did, he, yeah. He cruised around in fourth place. Uh Colton Herter won his third race of the season, Joseph Newgarden second, Scott Dixon third. Uh, which meant that the, uh, the final standings were Pelot on 549 points, Joseph Newgarden on 511, Pato Award drops to third heartbreak for 487, horrible day for McLaren all round. Dixon back in fourth, he'll be very disappointed, 481. Colton Herter, good recovery to fifth with 455. Marcus Ericsson, his best ever season with 435 in sixth. Graham Rahal, 7th, 389. Simon Pagano 383. And then Will Power, your boy. Uh, slick Willie P, 357 points. Rossi, horrendous season. Uh, back in 10 for 332. Takim Sato, Renas VK, Jack Harvey. Scott McLaughlin was Rookie of the Year. Um, but, you know, you take into account the races that Grosjean didn't take part in. Uh, I think Grosjean probably would have beaten Scott McLaughlin over the course of the season. But uh, equally... Scott showed some really good talent. So those two, very exciting for them next year. Grosjean racing for Andretti next year as well. It's going to be interesting there. Poor day, Ryan Hunter, Ray, Connor Daly. Uh, And then we, yeah, we then get into the dregs. Jimmy Johnson in the end finished 26th, which given that there were, my God, 43 drivers that raced in IndyCar this year. 26th is uh, not too bad bad for Jimmy Johnson in the end. 108 points, but uh, hey-ho. Yeah. I uh, don't think, I think he was the last of the full timers. I'm looking back through the list there. There's no one else that, that's full time. He was last of the full timers. Um, yeah. Even Dalton Kellett beat him. Yeah. He's rubbish.
1: Sorry. I've just seen some news. Don't worry. Go, Go on. on. Then, do you
0: want to do the news? I'm, um, I'm done with it. This
1: is Formula E. Yeah, okay. Formula E news. I didn't realise they were going to Canada, Vancouver next yeah.
0: year. Yeah. 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 Vancouver was announced.
1: didn't realise that. Is that news? Yeah. Not news then.
0: No, it's not uh, news.
1: Oh no, it's part of a uh, sorry, it's part of a three-day e-fest, fest uh, yeah. e-fest. Canadian because do you fest, know which was officially launched there? It was five hours ago. So yeah, it's not old.
0: Uh, it is old news because it's um, it's Matthew Carter is the uh, the ex Lotus CEO is oh. the is the um, organizer of the event, and he's been talking about it on Miss Apex for about three months. So yeah. uh, uh, not not that I'm just plugging Miss Apex. Great great podcast though, Miss Apex. Just say. <laughs> um yeah um yeah so that's that's obviously that's not news so formula formula two though uh if we have a look at I formula, two, a formula two races yeah we week. only had we had formula two and formula three which was not yeah. supposed to happen this year but because of the cancellation of uh, various grand prix um uh, japan i think was the reason we ended up having f2 and f3 on the same race weekend but because of the inclement weather they did the first f3 race on the friday because they were worried about Saturday running. And as a result, they ended up just doing two races each, which yeah. didn't affect the championship because, um, well, we'll get on to F3 in a minute, but in Formula 2, every, everyone's uh, favourite guy they love to hate, Dick Tantrum, wins the, uh, wins the sprint race uh, from Yuri Vips and Robert shocking, Schwartzman third.
1: Shocking, and, and shocking. And did you hear what he said? It's like, oh yeah, it was about time I won something.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think Fuck he realises, I think he realises... I think he now realises that he is his own worst enemy because I think he was quoted as saying that he's ruined any chance that he has of racing in F1 now because obviously he's got no ties to F1 anymore now, now no. that he's been dropped from Williams. No. Um, yeah, uh, Yuri Vips, Robert Swartzman. Jake Hughes, great, great uh, sub uh, in there uh, in HWA coming fourth. Uh, Teo Porcher, fifth, Ralph Boshong, Christian Lungard is going to be in IndyCar next year. He's, he's signed. Uh, also, Callum Eilat signed for IndyCar next year. Oh, really? Uh, which tells you everything oh, yeah. you need to know about the uh, Alfa Romeo Young Driver Program there. Uh, Richard sure. Yeah, yeah, Oscar Piastri only ninth, and then Larims and Delhi rounds out the top 10. And then the feature race, we saw Oscar Piastri, who got pole, uh, go to win the race. Tio Porcher, second. Joan Deruvola, third. Robert Schwartzman, fourth. Dan Tictum, fifth. Good haul of points from Tictum, to be fair. Guan Joe, Zhou, sixth. Joe um, dropped it on the formation lap on the first race. Um, and then Liam Lawson seventh, Richard Bashaw eighth, Christian Lingard ninth, and David Beckman 10th. So that means the Formula 2 championship standings, Piastri now leads 178 points to 142 for Guan Zhou, Robert Schwartzman 135, Dan Tickdom 129, and Thiago Portier 120. Uh Yuri Vips sits back on 102, Jen with 96. So uh there's I forget how many rounds are left because I can't scroll across on this bar here. Ah, oh, yes, there we go. So we still have uh, Jeddah and Yas Island. So we've got uh, Abu Dhabi and Jeddah left, but that's not for 10 weeks. We're not back in Formula 2 until December now. Yeah. So they're going back to the old system next year, back to two races and having Formula 2 and Formula 3 on the same race weekend.
1: What about W class W series.
0: w series. Uh, they when's the when's the next W series race? I can't remember. No, no, but
1: is, is that still going next year
0: as well? Uh, yeah, it'll still be going next year. I haven't heard any news on W series about what's happening when. Um, I will have a quick look, but uh, yeah, I think you know, they they have got Circuit of the Americas is their finale, which is a couple of weeks time. Oh uh, well, sorry, twenty second, twenty third of October. Um, and yeah, I've not heard about their calendar for next year yet, but. That's looking like it's um it's really I mean Alice Poland Alice Powell and Jamie Chadwick are tied, so that's uh, yeah 109 points each and then Emma Kimmelinen in third, so that's gonna be fun to see who comes out on top out of them whether because Jamie Chadwick will be the only person ever to retain the championship because they're gonna go Formula Two style and uh, not allow the returning champion from next year, so she potentially be the only. Why
1: do they do that?
0: I like, guess it's not the, like,
1: not for, for without being moved for the W Series, where does she go? It's not like she can just.
0: I think know. the hope is that winning the W Series would actually help her get into another, another. Uh, where she give her a leg up? What, but and yeah, into Formula Two. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Alice Powell's raced in Formula Three before, so there's no reason why Jamie couldn't get a seat in Formula Two. Uh, I, I hope she does. I hope she does hope because she does. she's clearly got. She's clearly got talent. So I, I genuinely hope she does. Um, so we go into the Formula 3 then, and the championship was on the line. It was the finale. Uh, we're expecting three races, but it turned out we only had two, but that didn't affect the championship because uh, it was wrapped up in the first race. Um, uh, race, uh, race one results were Logan Sargent got his first win of the season. Uh, Dennis Hauger wrapped up the championship by finishing second. Victor Martin's third. Clement Novalak fourth. Uh Colombo, uh sorry, Colette in uh fifth, Colombo sixth, Arthur Leclerc seventh, Vesti eighth, Juan Manuel Correa got some points in ninth, which is great, and Owasa rounded up the top ten. And uh, then Jack Doohan, uh very much uh, <laughs> very much against team orders, won the uh won what they're calling race three, but was actually race two. Uh him and Clement Novelac were fighting like their lives depended on it um and they were very much risking the team's championship for trident but uh, in the end it was uh, frederick vesti that came through in seconds from Novelak in third and at the end of the race uh, our, our favorite guy jack doing uh, was being congratulated by his team and and they said oh yeah it was a bit risky but it paid off in the end and he said well i'm racing for me this is my career and the team were like yeah we disagree <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah, he is to be right.
1: Fair, it is right. He's, he's he he's right. Either.
0: Yeah, he is he yeah. is in, in that case, he is right. Uh, and they don't generally don't do team orders in Formula Two and Formula yeah. Three, even though they are teammates, because they're all trying to obviously push their career. Uh Logan Sargent, Fourth. Uh yeah, Crawford, fifth, Hoggard, sixth, Leclerc, seventh, Martin's eighth, Watson ninth, and Coldwell tenth, which means that for the championship, Halga. Uh 205 points, Dewan 179, Novelak 147, Vesti 138, Martins 131 was the top five. Uh yeah. I mean Chumaco had about a year. Good old Dave. Mm -hmm. 50 55 points. Came on strong in the second half of the season, but still doesn't really have a lot of talent in my mind. But yeah, so that kind of wraps us up, I think. Anything else you want to add? All wrapped up nicely in a all nice right, neat no, little boat. good. Uh, nice
1: to be back. We'll try and yeah. keep up. We'll try
0: to we won't be doing one next week though. We no, nah, uh, this I I I'm I'm doing another no show next anyway. week. There's no race and I'm and I'm doing a show. So uh there'll be no yeah, podcast yeah. next week. Um we need to catch up with Ian at some point, go through the extreme e. We haven't uh, done, yeah, that done that yet. Um yeah, we'll we'll get ian if you're listening, we'll get you back on as soon as possible because we need yeah. to have a catch-up. Um, but yeah, uh, be kind, be nice, look after yourselves and we'll see you all in a couple of weeks after the circus Grand Prix. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ciao. Bye. Bye. And I never thought I'd be saying that after a race at Sochi. Yes, you can.
1: I don't know how.
0: Three dots.
1: Oh my god this.: And dots. then
0: click rename. Three dots top right. right, click rename and change it.: Thanks.: So this is a, a, this is your online tutorial of how to use Zoom.:
1: uh, I'm just going to be Carl. There we go. I'm not working. They don't need to know I'm a location manager. There Well, they've probably read it for the last 10 minutes, anyway, yeah. wondering what the hell.
0: Anyway, go on. Yeah.
1: I, I bet you missed I bet you missed us guys.
0: Uh, I bet they didn't.